Hey everyone, it's Jason McLaren. Welcome to This Show is a Disaster podcast. My guest today is Nick LaGrasa. He is a emergency manager and student for urban planning. And maybe we'll ask him a little bit about that. But first, I want to welcome him to the show. Thanks for having me on, sir. Yeah, so this is day two of volunteer week and wanted to bring you on because I know you've got some experience working with volunteers and that sort of thing. So can you Tell us a little bit of your experience, either managing volunteers or being one. So when I was growing up, um, my dad was on the city council in the small town that we grew up in. Um, and he was his one of his pet projects was, was supporting the fire department. So I spent a lot of time volunteering for the fire department, not to say um, that I was a volunteer firefighter. I just kind of worked around the, uh, um, the firehouse and uh, keeping myself busy and staying or keeping everything clean and whatnot. So that was my first experience um, seeing the benefit that, that volunteers um, bring to a, a organization, especially when they're well used. Uh, later on, after I uh, became an emergency manager, um, I uh, started working at the city of Dallas where we had a active cert team. Um, and you know, I, I, I wasn't working um, with the CERT team. I was adjacent to them. Um, so, but I was aware of the things that they were doing. And uh, once I left Dallas and went down to San Antonio at Texas A&M San Antonio, I was responsible for starting the CERT team down there and uh, becoming quote unquote CERT commander. <laughs> you get as as my as part of my duties as the right. coordinator um now that i am um well once i left san antonio and joined the private sector i didn't really have any more opportunities to um to to do or to be around volunteers but i am uh, always searching for for new opportunities to help out as a volunteer yeah we've heard a lot about cert so what are some other agencies that uh, volunteer during for emergency management? Red Cross, Salvation Army. Um, in the, within um, the city of Dallas, city of Dallas had a VOAD, or, or Dallas County had a VOAD, one of the two. Um, volunteers, or volunteer organizations acting in disasters. And one of the great things about that is it's essentially a warehouse of all of the organizations that, that volunteer during disasters. So if you say to yourself, I want to volunteer, I want to be a part of a volunteer group that, that helps in disasters. All you got to do is you got to go to the VOAD and they've got this huge list of everything that's available. Um, and, and you can, can pick from whatever you'd like. Um, that's what we would tell people anytime they would just want to volunteer. And, and I, I say all that because there's so many organizations that, uh, that do volunteer, uh, in disasters that, um, I, I can't constantly remember all of them. Um, so the best way, uh, to, to look and see is, is check out your local VOAD, um, and see who is active in your area and, uh, and go from there. Yeah, I think that kind of picked up on um, one thing I've been trying to reiterate to people. Uh, I did the same thing when, when I was over a system emergency management. You know, people would just come and say, I just want to volunteer. I'm like, well, what, 
what do you want to do? You know, I don't want you volunteering for something that you don't like. And, uh, cause you're not going to, you know, stay very long, obviously. And, and I don't want, you know, and it's free time. So I don't want to, you know, basically be using your skills, uh, you know, trying to teach you something that you don't want to do. Um, but yeah, those VOADs are real nice cause then you can reach out to them and they can pair you with somebody that better fits your needs. And I, you know, I've been on the opposite side also where I've volunteered and worked with organizations that I didn't really fit well with. And, you know, I just went to a different organization. But. Yeah. So like, and, and from an organizational standpoint, being integrated with your local VOAD is huge because they have so many resources that you as an emergency manager don't can't even begin to fathom that are available either free or extremely discounted through the VOAD. And, and if you are looking for something, anything before a disaster, reach out to that VOAD and, and make friends because as we, or when I was working the Dallas shooting, we had, we were working 24 hours a day uh, for seven days straight, 12 on 12 off. We had so much food for all the people working in the EOC because that's what we needed because we had so many people in and out, so many people on shift, coffee, 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 breakfast, lunch, dinner, constantly served. And that was that VOAD doing what we needed uh, them to do, just managing food. And, yeah, and it was such a huge benefit to us uh, during that time. Yeah, and it was the same when I was doing Hurricane Harvey at the EOC there. Um, we had, you know, you don't have time to leave and go get food. So it's nice that they are able to coordinate that and make sure that there's meals served. And, you know, they'll send an email or they write up on the whiteboard, you know, lunches at this time or dinner or whatever time your shift is. And and then we even had the, I believe it was Red Cross was out there at the shelters, actually running the whole shelters. And we we're coordinating with them on all the donations and, and that sort of thing. So they they are really helpful. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if any, or Red Cross actually has a bunch of, uh, calling them food trucks is probably inaccurate. But if you are working a scene and your guys need rehab or you just need water or you've got people that just need food, they can bring those trucks out there and they've got snacks, they've got water, they've got Gatorade, they've got um fruits and, and vegetables anything that you need to to feed a group of people um for a couple hours uh, for for whatever reason if you're if you've got a group stuck in the field um absolutely reach out to them and because they've got everything yeah i think they call them canteens or mobile canteen or yeah. something. yeah yeah that's what they are yeah cool so tell me about this urban planning what are you what are you doing with your urban planning so working in emergency management, um, I specialize in recovery and mitigation, which is bringing your area back to where it was before the disaster and then going one step beyond to make sure the hazard either doesn't happen again or is extremely uh, limited in its impact. And for a lot of, of reasons, mitigation is sort of pushed off to the side. Uh, because it's not flashy, it's not cool um, to to worry about uh, how many people's properties are in the floodplain versus, 
oh, our courthouse is a, is a terrorist or is a, is a terrorism threat. So we need to um, put up ballards and all this other stuff. That's, that's cool. People want to, people want to see money towards going towards that, but not necessarily to, Hey, we should dig this river out 10 more feet. So it floods less, you know, nobody really cares about that. So when I, when I saw that I was more or less chasing my tail in emergency management, uh, I looked at other opportunities to where I could use those skills. And one thing that kept coming back to me was uh, regional and urban planning. This idea that I could be able to build areas from the get-go to be disaster resilient rather than waiting for something to happen to get the money to potentially do something about it. I could be on the front end of of this of, of disaster resilience and immediately um i i stuck to it like glue and, and so i'm i'm starting in a couple of weeks uh, it's an online program at the university of southern california uh i'm very much looking forward to it and uh i can't wait to see what opportunities it afford what opportunities i get afforded in 16 months when i graduate Sounds awesome. <clears throat> so how can we find you if we want to chat with you some more? So I am on LinkedIn. Um, should just be Nicholas LaGrasso or Nick LaGrasso. Uh, you can reach out to me uh, by email, uh, lagrasso.nicholas at gmail.com. Um, I think that's probably the two best ways for someone to, to get in contact with me out of the blue. Um, and if anybody, you know, for whatever reason, can't get in contact with me, reach out to Jason um, because he knows every which way to get in contact with me since we've been working together for on and off for so long. And uh, I will make myself available for you. If you, if you want to reach out to me and ask me, uh, it, it would be my honor to uh, help you out with whatever you need. That goes back to the volunteering, even if it's one-on-one -on -one volunteering as a mentor or a you know, something like that to help people. Absolutely. Good deal. Thanks, Nick. You're always a, a good a guest to have on. And uh, if, uh, if you're listening to Nick for the first time, he's on my other podcast, Leadership Loading, episode two. I'll put that link in the show notes and we'll check it out. He talked all about the Dallas shooting and uh, Dallas police shooting and uh, his experience there. So, Nick's, Nick, thanks again for coming on again. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one. This episode has been brought to you by Mia Como, M-I-A-K-O-M-O.com. The respirators that use replaceable filtration technology to filter out nearly 100% of particulate, pollution, gases, bacteria, and viruses. Check them out today.